It's Jess from Milk Stains and Meltdowns. Welcome to my podcast, Spilled Milk. If you've been listening to all of the shows so far, thank you so much. If you're new here, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. And if you've loved one or all of our shows, I would love, love, love to hear a review from you. Um, Honesty is my policy and I love when it's honest. So leave what you got and I will work from there. So if you really love it, I obviously could go for a five star. But if you think that I need to work a little harder, maybe leave a four, but try to stay away from the ones. Those ones sting. So stay latched because it just gets better from here. So yeah, today is going to be all about me. Um, I don't have a guest today. I will have a guest on my next uh, podcast that's being published this week. And that one is going to be... um, that one's going to be really probably pretty tough to get through, but also very much something we need to talk about, especially during October when it's infancy and pregnancy loss awareness month. Um, so that'll be my next podcast. But today I'm answering some questions from my audience and just talking to you guys about my mental health and all of that, because I realized that when I started this podcast, it was supposed to be about spilling milk and all these things. And I am spilling milk, but I have yet to really dive into um, my mental health because I've tried to like steer away from it so much. Uh, But I think it's important that I expand on that. And I tell you about how shitty my week was and how because I can't expect strangers to want to spill their dark thoughts or their things that people don't talk about when I am not talking about the things that people aren't talking about. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so today it's about me and you guys get to listen to me talk for probably about half an hour, um, all about mental health, motherhood, and marijuana. Um, I asked my audience a few questions and they, or I asked them to ask me questions and here is me answering them as best as I can. Um, And yeah, this week has been a little bit rough. So I thought that it would be only fair if it's important to get into the details, like my entire medical history or anything. But this last little while has been really tough. And I feel like that is important to share because after opening up on my social media platforms, I've realized that I'm definitely not alone, but no one is talking about it still. And it's 2020 and shit is fucking weird right now. The world is weird. And like, as much as I say, you know, I don't like people or, you know, like I love to stay home. I'm realizing that like that personal connection is probably affecting me way more than I initially thought it would. Um, when the world shut down in March, like I was like, okay, whatever. Like, it's fine. I don't even really like hanging out with that many people or I don't go to that many events or, you know, but then you look back and it's like, well, I usually go to concerts a couple times a year. I usually go to events and like, you know, I was starting my public speaking engagements and I was really, that was starting to roll. And like, all of that is like thriving off of human energy. And when you're surrounded by your own energy all of the time without any deflection or anything, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot. Um, I can normally be pretty happy and like pull it together when I'm around people, especially when I'm around my friends. Like I just get such a high around being with Cam or my best friend, Amy. And like, those are the moments I I love and I live for. And like, of course I get those moments. I get a high when I'm around my family too, but it's, it's different. They know the ins and outs. They know the depths of me. Like they see me every day and, um, 
this last week proved that I can't hide anymore. And that was really hard on me. Okay, so I was going to try and structure this and like make it like really flow and all of that stuff, but I'm just going to talk to you guys as if you were sitting here and you were my friends and you were asking me how I was doing. I typically won't answer honestly when my friends ask me how I'm doing, so it is kind of nice that I'm sitting in here by myself and just telling you a story of how life has kind of spiraled recently for me. Um... I guess I got to go back a little bit though and tell you that at the beginning of this year, I realized that the medication that I was on was not the right medication. Um, I started it in May of 2019 when I was diagnosed with OCD and it was meant to essentially numb me, but the only feeling I could feel was anger. And for, from like May of 2019 to March of this year, like I was angry. I was angry at everything and just like internally angry. I wasn't like outwardly angry, like all the time with my family or anything like that. And definitely not towards Jax, but I was just angry. Like nothing really made me like nothing made me feel anything except anger. And I, I I was so confused because I am like, I want to be happy. And like, this is the thing that I think is so important about mental health is that, or mental illness is that we aren't doing it for attention. I'm not just like a spoiled brat who's like, like, cause this week is when I had a a breakdown, a mental breakdown. And it was like the happiest highlight of my year. I moved into a new house. Jordan is now working from home. All of these things are like lining up and really, really good. And yet I can't internally be happy. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I'm not spoiled. I'm not looking for attention. I am not like, but I can't help it. And I think that is so important to note that people who struggle from mental illness cannot help that they are not happy in those moments. And like, there are tools and there are things that we can do to get better and to better manage it. And that is where I'm at now. But until you realize that like, I always like to say, like, until you're sick of your own shit, you're not going to realize that, like, you have been living unhappy or affecting people around you because of your mental illness. And, like, it, it is at first a very, you have to do it selflessly. Like, you have to almost want to get help to, like, make your family happier around you. I don't know. That's how I feel anyway. This could be all, like, this could be not right. And like, I'm not a counselor. I have no idea, but that is where I reach when I am at a mental breaking point where I'm like, okay, my family can't endure this anymore. Shouldn't endure this. They don't deserve this. But also I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to live unhappy. I am constantly worried about the impending doom that is like looming over me. I just like, I literally feel like Eeyore all the time. Like I'm just like waddling around with this little black cloud around me and I can't seem to shake it. And it's so fucking frustrating because all I want, all I want is to be happy. I love being happy. I love making people laugh. I love, I love laughing. Like literally Audrey Hepburn said it once, like laughing is her favorite laughing is her favorite thing to do. And I have never related to anything more in my life. Like I love to laugh. Laughing is my favorite thing. And yet I can't 
find it in me sometimes. And like when I am alone, when I'm with my family and friends, I can put on a brave face and laugh and still be funny. And like sometimes it's a little darker than it <laughs> than it normally would be if I wasn't in a dark place. But I mean, there's humor in that too. There's dark humor and it's fun. But also, um, so I kind of went off on a ramble there. Um, but anyway, dialing it back in, I was on this medication that really only made me feel anger. And last October, I hit a breaking point and I remember it so vividly. Like I went to the cat cafe in Calgary with my daughter and a friend and we were having a wonderful day. And for some reason, same like happened this week when I got home, I could not shake this terrible thought that like my life would be better off without me. And I'm just going to pause it because I'm not going to cry. And that day, um, unfortunately, I was all alone. And this is when it gets really dark. Um, so trigger warning. Uh, I'm just, yeah, this this whole thing is probably going to be pretty dark for some people. But um, that day, I couldn't shake the feeling that maybe, you know, my life would be better without me in it. And that my daughter would have a better life without me in it. Um, because I am a head case. And I have a lot of things that accompany me and you know maybe she would be better if she didn't see her mommy crying all the time or like I say all the time but guys this is an exaggeration obviously like I don't cry all of the time but when you have a mental illness you definitely have so many ranges of emotions a lot more often than um I guess is normal but what is normal and I think that we need to also expand on that I don't think anything is normal um I think that everyone has a variation of their own normal so my normal always includes a little crying. I cry a lot. Um, but when I am on the brink of a mental breakdown or if I'm on, if I'm having a really low time and my OCD is taking over, um, then I cry even more. And at the time I couldn't shake the fact that maybe she'd be better off without me. And for the first time I had no one and I felt like maybe she would be better off without me. And it was just like, it was super scary. And it was like, it was just not a good time. And so I asked my mom for help and I went and I lived with my mom and my dad for a little while while my husband was working away. And that seemed to help. It helped um, just balance like that I'm not all alone in this. And it helped me like, like shoot off those thoughts that I have. So what happens with OCD is that you get a thought and like, it just continues to, to go around and around and around in a circle over and over and over again. And like, it doesn't stop. So if it tells you that you're not a good, like, if my thoughts tell me I'm not a good mom, all I can see is like all the reasons why I'm not a good mom or like all the reasons why she deserves better. Um, my house has to be a certain way because I'm constantly convinced that people are looking at me thinking that I'm not a good mom. And if something isn't put in the right place or if something, if her PJs don't match at night, then like I'm going to get her taken away because I'm not good enough for her. Um, so those are kind of like what spirals my OCD. There's a lot like my OCD sur is typically surrounding death. I am absolutely obsessed and terrified of death. Um, I usually think that as soon as someone leaves my sight, it's the last time I see them. And so that is a huge emotional 
burden to carry when your husband works away and he gets on a plane every second week. And every time I say goodbye to him, it's like I'm mourning him almost. Like this is the last time I'm going to see him. And like my kisses, like I need to really kiss him and I need to leave everything he left in a certain place because if he doesn't come back, at least his stuff is all here. Like the way he left it and it's exhausting. It is so, so exhausting. But anyway, that's not where I'm at this week. That's where I was at last year and February hit another low. And then we started realizing that like, okay, this medication is just not good for me. So I I slowly weaned off my medication. And when I weaned off the medication, I, yeah, I mean, I went through all the withdrawals and all of that stuff and it sucked, but like I felt better than I've ever felt. Like, well, from what I thought, I was like, wow, I don't need medication. I'm doing so well. This is an amazing feeling. I wake up so happy. And like, I wake up alert and awake because like my meds were making me really zombie-like. And so I was convinced that like, I'm better. I don't need medication. I probably don't even have mental illness anymore. Like I can just, I moved. I live on the island now. My life is happy. I'm surrounded by family. Like I don't need medication. And yeah, this week I realized after months of being nudged in that direction from people who love me that I do need medication. And it's not something to be embarrassed about because like if, you know, if you feeling under the weather, you would take like vitamin C or you would take something, you would take cold effects or whatever it is that you take to make yourself feel better in those instances. But for some reason, when it comes to my mental health, when I'm on medication, I'm all for it. I'm like, yes, everyone should be on medication. Like it's so good for you. And then it's, And then when I'm off medication, I'm like, there's no fucking way I'm going back. I hate it. I'm never doing that. I don't want to be a zombie. I don't want to do this. It's not good for me. It's embarrassing. All of these things. And it's like, that is my mental illness speaking though. Like that is something that I'm realizing now is like, is my self-sabotage is something that's telling me like, you don't deserve to be better or like, this is as good as it gets. Just learn to fucking deal with it. And it's like, well, no, that's not it. I do deserve to be happy. So anyway, long story short, I guess I did kind of give you my whole entire medical history, but I feel like it kind of made sense because it's October again. The sun is setting earlier and earlier and I don't get like seasonal depression. I don't like, I just live with depression. (laughs) OCD kind of umbrellas, anxiety, um, depression, and like control issues. So my eating disorders, all of those things, like it, it definitely control it umbrellas, those, those other mental illnesses. So it goes in phases. Sometimes I can like be so freaking anxious that like, I can't even, I can't leave the house because I feel like everything around me is just going to crumble and die. And then other times I, and it's not that I'm like, it's not that I'm depressed or don't want to do it. I want to do all of these things. And yet I'm like terrified to do it. Other times I'm so depressed. I can't leave the house because I just don't fucking feel like it. And I don't want to. And I like, I pretty much invented the 10 minute hairdo that like makes your hair look amazing. And well, I didn't invent it, but I like patented it. (laughs) Not really, but I'm the one who like made that like a thing and everyone's doing their hair in 10 minutes now. And like, sometimes those 10 minutes seem like way too much work for me and I don't want to do my hair and I don't even want to get dressed. And like, it's just so unlike me and yet I can't see it when I'm in it. And that's, what's frustrating. So this is kind of what happened the other day that set off this entire event and well, this entire series of unfortunate events, I guess. So just a sec. (laughs) 
So this weekend I had a business meeting with one of my very favorite small businesses um, with Local Pulse. They're from Kamloops, BC. So if you're listening and you're from Kamloops, I definitely encourage you, this is not even paid for, this isn't even sponsored, obviously, but um, to check out Local Pulse in Kamloops. They uh, make instant hummus and incredible oatmeal. And yeah, anyway, so I had a business meeting with them on Sunday morning. And the night before I was just trying my, like, I was so excited about this meeting. I couldn't wait to actually like meet them and see Nick again after like 10 years. And I was just, well, not 10 years, but like seven years since I've seen Nick. And anyway, it was just like, I really wanted to go. And my brain kept telling me like, there's COVID. You should do this. You should do that. You shouldn't go because of this. And like, Jax is going to get hurt because you're not around and all of these things. Cause I knew Jordan was working on the like around the yard and I was like okay well maybe like he won't see her or maybe he won't hear her if she falls and like hurts herself because he's got the sander going or all these things like all of these terrible absolute worst case scenarios kept popping in my head and trying to tell me like not to go to the meeting so then I was laying in bed that night and I was like okay if you wake up in the morning and like something feels off you're just gonna tell them that like you can't make it and like and I'm literally just trusting these gut instincts. And normally I do. And I think it's important to trust your gut instincts because I haven't shared with you yet, but I had a story. I dated a guy and I should have trusted my gut instincts right from the beginning, but I didn't. And I wasted two and a half years of my life. But anyway, what I want to get to is that like your gut instincts are right sometimes, but often it could just be your anxiety or something telling you not to do something because you're scared. And so I was thinking of every excuse possible not to go. And then I end up going and I'm so excited and I was having so much fun. I didn't even look at my phone once in two hours. And like, I just trusted that everyone had jacks and everyone was okay. And like, it was fine. And then I got in my car and I called Jordan and I was like, Hey, how's your day going? Where's jacks? What are you guys up to? And he was like, well, your mom took jacks, but I don't know where they went. And I think she's still in her PJs. And I lost it. I completely came unglued. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? What do you mean you don't know where she is? You don't know what she's wearing? Like all of these things kept like... So right there, there were a few triggers. Like she was still in her PJs. One, that sets me right off. Um, because then I think, oh my God, if someone saw her, she's in her PJs, they're going to think I'm a bad mom. Like she's not even dressed yet, all these things. And then two, he doesn't know where my mom took her. Like, what, what do you mean? Like, I literally need to know what is, what she's doing all of the time. Like, I know it's a control issue, but I just need that control or I start to spiral. Well, the spiral got really embarrassing when I started calling my mom 87 times in an hour. I couldn't drive my car. I was sitting on the side of the road constantly, hang up, dial again, hang up, dial again. And my mom had left her 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 phone in the truck, which she always freaking does and drives me nuts. But I know that my mom does this. And then I called Sam, my sister, 37 or something times. Couldn't get a hold of her. Thought that was weird, but immediately went to, oh my God, Jax's something happened to Jax. Like they're both, they're all missing and murdered and all of these things. Like literally worst case scenario. I was shaking. I was almost puking and I couldn't drive and I was pulled over on the side of the road. And then when my mom finally answered after an hour and 10 minutes, 
I screamed at her. I came unglued. I fucking lost my mind on her. I was like, are you kidding me? You took her blah, blah, blah. Like I was about to call the police. Like all of these irrational things. When my mom took my daughter on a walk, like they went on a walk and in the area that we live, like there is very little service. I know that I know all of those things. And yet immediately I thought that like they were missing and murdered or or hurt or like all of the worst case scenarios went to my head instead of just thinking like, oh, they're probably on a walk. Like by the time I get home, which is like an hour, they should be done. But no, instead I lost it and I came unglued on my entire family and made a complete ass of myself. And that is when I realized like, oh, maybe I am not doing as well as I thought I was. Because immediately following the freak out were negative thoughts, like so, so bad, right back to like last October when I felt like my family and my life would be better off without me. And the drive home was the longest drive of my life because on either side, well, on one, on the side that I'm driving, there are a lot of cliffs. Um, and it's intense what your mind can do to you when you are faced with those negative thoughts and an opportunity. So it was a really, really long drive home. And when I got home, I collapsed in Jordan's arms and I said, I think I need help. I think I need, I need something. I said, I think I need something, something extra to help me find my happy. I was like, why am I not happy, Jordan? Everything around me is amazing and I am not happy. And it's not that I'm not happy with my life. I'm not happy with me. When I am by myself, I can't think of a single positive thing about myself. And it's like, what the fuck? Like that is so harsh and so mean and undeserving. Like I am a good person. I just can't think of good things. And so anyway, I'm in the process of going and getting help and finding a medication that works for me that won't just numb me and make me feel angry, but will help me feel all the normal emotions at a normal level. Um, once again, normal, I, I really got to find a new word for that. A typical level for me. Um, I don't want to blend in with everyone. I do actually like that my emotions are a little bit more than others because when I love, I love hard. And when I, when I'm sad, I'm really sad, but when I'm happy, I'm so, so happy. And like, I love those things about me. Um, but I just wish that I could reel them in a little bit and not be so dark and twisty. Like it doesn't need to be like so high and then so, so low. Um, so yeah, I'm just kind of looking for like an in-between and I was on a medication before I got diagnosed with OCD that did seem to help a little bit more with that. And I'm going to go and talk to a doctor and I've realized that it's okay to not be okay, but like you also need to take that first step and initiate getting better and like you can get better. And I know that there's better. It's just like, it's not an overnight fix and it's not a quick fix. And that is so, so discouraging sometimes. Like, because I know once I start this new medication, I'm probably going to be down like, so when you start new medication for mental illness, um, a lot of the side effects are like extreme exhaustion, 
like very low appetite, which I already like struggle with food. Um, very low, like just everything for the first two weeks. It takes about two weeks for you to be like, re- like it gets worse before it gets better. And then after two weeks, you start to feel a little bit better. And then after a month, you really start to see the changes. So it's just like knowing that it's not a quick fix. And that is hard for me. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm at. And if you are struggling and if you're going through something like this, know that you're definitely not alone. I just, people are embarrassed to talk about it. It, the shit that goes on in my head is really freaking scary. And I don't want to tell like people about them because like the world doesn't need to know that. And it doesn't need to be planted in other people's heads. Um, if you don't have those thoughts. So like, congratulations, I'm really happy for you if your thoughts are all good. Um, but anyway, just know that it's okay to reach out and get medication and that it's not, it's not embarrassing. People take medication. If you had a sore joint, you would probably take ibuprofen. If you had, you know, like there are things that people take medication for. And for some reason, taking medication for the organ that runs your entire body, like the reason for your being, if it's sick, we're like, nope, we're not going to take medication for it. We're just going to suffer through and hope it gets better. And it's like, no, it's okay to reach out. So anyway, that's my PSA about reaching out. Wow, that got deep and dark really fast. And uh, yeah, I just kind of want to end this podcast on a lighter note and answer a few of the questions that I received on my Instagram. If you're not already following me, I would love it if you did. I'm at Spilled Milk. And uh, yeah, so stay latched for some more podcasts about mental health. I really hope to have some more guests on the show to discuss their experiences with mental health because it's really hard to just talk into my phone. Um, about my mental health and not have any like deflection or anybody to talk to about it. So anyway, I'm going to answer a few questions that I received. So one of the questions was, how do I, um, one of the questions was, does Jordan watch my stories on Instagram? And, uh, the short answer is no, (laughs) not really. He doesn't. Um, it's not that he's not supportive of this. He really is. He just like, when he was away at work, he said it made him miss us more, which I would kind of bug him about that because I was like, I don't understand. At least you know what's going on then if you're watching our stories. Um, But yeah, so I guess not really. And it can be a little bit annoying, to be honest. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, watch my stories. This is your wife and your kid, like, most of the time. But he really doesn't even go on his phone. Like, Jordan is never on his phone. So like the, and when he is, he's usually looking at like woodworking projects or like, yeah, he's not looking on social media. So I can kind of understand for that, but obviously the influencer and like just the me in me is like, what the fuck? Like watch my stories. (laughs) I got a few questions and I will do like another question and answer, but I think it's more fun when it's with Jordan. So I'll answer like one of the questions because I think this one is kind of important to talk about and normalize a little bit more. So someone asked me how I go about being a um, medical, not medical. It's not for medical purposes. Um, Even though I try to say like, it's because I, I, I sleep better. Like, yeah, it helps me eat or whatever. Like someone asked me why or how I go And I'm confident in being like a marijuana friendly mom. I'm not just like a 
stoner, like hitting the bong all morning and stuff. Like I don't just like sit at home and get stoned all day, but I treat it as if it was like a glass of wine. And I don't understand how that isn't more understood, you know, like I treat it like, oh. So for me, I mean, weed has had its benefits, especially when I'm struggling like mentally. It's kind of nice in the evenings to just like mellow out, smoke a little and just be able to like concentrate on a show or like eat food that I like without feeling guilty. Like, of course, it has its like its medical purposes. And I totally believe in that. But I honestly just enjoy being stoned. Like, and I think that that's like so funny that we, we don't talk about it. Like people who drink wine aren't drinking wine just because like only because they like the taste. They obviously enjoy being a little bit drunk or a little bit tipsy or taking the edge off. And I think that it's the exact same thing. Like I, instead of pouring myself a glass of wine in the evenings, I will go outside and smoke a little bit and come inside and watch a movie and no one is being harmed. Nothing is happening. My life is fully put together. Like my life isn't falling apart because I smoke weed. Um, I don't smoke it around my daughter. I don't spend all day stoned. Like I'm not just like hitting the bong, like as if I was, you know, on workaholics or anything, but I, I do enjoy it. And I am trying to normalize it as much as I can without just being like, smoke weed every day. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't smoke it every single day. And even if you did, even if you have your glass of wine every day, that's fine. I just think that we need to stop shaming people. And also, if you listen to me ramble for this long, thank you so much. Um, if you want to hear more, definitely stay latched. Follow me on at Spilled Milk on Instagram. Um, leave a review, subscribe, and I cannot wait to talk to one of you. So if you want to be a guest on my show, um, you can email me at thespilledmilk at gmail.com and I will send you a questionnaire and then we will set up a time to um, spill your milk. If you related to any of this, if it made you laugh at any point, if it made you cry, um, if you felt it in your soul to share it, that would mean the world to me. Um, but because I think that it's important to normalize not only mental health, but maybe just those mamas who are feeling guilty about, you know, rolling a joint (laughs) in the evenings, um, you're not alone and yeah, you're, you're never alone and stay latched because it's just going to get better.